1: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
0: Now, it's Gabe time. Gabe Kuhn. Gabe Kuhn was one of the great little trivial nuggets in all of football bios. His grandfather was the inventor of the Easy Bake Oven like a boss the best lineman on the radio well the only lineman on the radio it's game time game time we're ready the gabe coon show 92.9 fm espn now everybody should be
2: all recovered from their july 4th uh, extravaganzas whatever whatever it may be I, I said yesterday it was national stomach ache and uh Hangover day. I think you should be good by now, unless you're of older age and it takes a while to get over the uh the alcohol in your system. But welcome in Thursday, July 6 2023. It's the Gabe Kuhn Show. I am Gabe Kuhn, former Memphis Tiger offensive lineman. As big announcer man said on Twitter at G underscore Kuhn71. By the way, I may need to give out my threads account as well. Same thing. G underscore Kuhn71 alongside the executive producer of the Gabe Kuhn show. That would be Connor Dunning. He's on Twitter at C Dunning nine two nine. He's holding off on threads.
3: Follow me on Letterboxd at C R Dunning. C R Dunning.
2: C R Dunning. Okay. <laughs> R.
3: Dunning. okay. So yeah. you, you don't I'm have not... the nine
2: two nine attached to your letterbox. Listen,
3: man. I I was a former social media manager for many many years. I have seen many of these apps <laughs> pop up and then immediately die. Not by Zuckerberg
2: though. This is different.
3: <laughs> but it already feels like people are running from it as if <laughs> yes. it's the Titanic. Did, you know what I, did I mean? Too. It's uh...
2: I created it, and you can't. Apparently, you cannot
3: create it and then take away your threads account without deleting your Instagram. See, and that's what's making me pause. If I could just create and delete, I would have probably already done it. But I I need to see this be established before I make the jump. They had two billion signups
2: in like the first whatever Eight to ten hours, but isn't it also? I think like, I saw ten billion signups as of right now.
3: Isn't it also though that the algorithm doesn't show you the people that it's you awful. follow? It's awful. Oh, it's, it's terrible.
2: terrible. Awesome. It's, it's a terrible app. Yeah, it's let's just app. all
3: go to the movie it, app.
2: It, it cracks me up because everybody likes things that are new. Do they more than things that are actually functional? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I went to that app and I looked at threads, and it's just it, I I see a bunch of people I don't know on the damn thing, and it's not in uh, chronological order, and Again, I'm not seeing people I follow, so it's just like random news. There's no sports news on there, no regular news, just people. Most of the most of the posts I saw yesterday, Connor, were like this post if
3: posts. Well, I saw a ton of screenshots of it, and it's just people recycling tweets that have gone viral for years, and people are just like <laughs> trying to do it there now. Yes. I don't know. It's all a mess. Yes. It's all a it, mess. It is a mess. Honestly, but, but I'm, honestly I'm rooting let, for them let, all to let's, die. Let's,
2: be, let's be dead real. Um, Elon Elon opened it up for this. He opened it up for people to jump ship. Do
3: you do you think that Zuck did this because the fight got canceled?
2: It, was there a fight even? Um, Wasn't
3: that a thing? It th- was a thing. Did I, I dream it that. Up. No, it was okay. a thing.
2: I don't know if it ever got a. If it ever got there was a. I don't Someone's know if there's a mom involved.
3: Didn't they? Someone's mom, did I? See, it sounds was it like a you fever know, dream?
2: it sounds like maybe, it sounds like you know more than me. <laughs> I know that uh, uh, Zuckerberg and Elon Musk were talking about a cage match yeah, there for a while. Yeah, that's what it was. But yeah, I don't yeah. know if they actually got a got a, a set date on it.
3: Well, maybe this, but what if this is all just promotion? Ooh, I like it.
2: And Zuckerberg, did you see, he, he, he did the Spider-Man meme. He had not tweeted since 2012. Yeah. And that well, was his first. Yeah. yeah. But it's not the same thing. Threads. I made one. So if you want to follow it, G underscore Coon71, same one. But uh, If you want to see my movie
3: opinions, see our letterbox. letterbox.
2: Yes, letterbox. Let it take over. But you're doing well today?
3: I'm doing much Slightly better, better today. Yes. Slightly better? Good. I'm doing much, much better than I was yesterday.
2: Now, uh, you've already been on for three hours with Jason and John. We have three more hours to talk all the way, courtesy of 92.9 FM ESPN and yours truly on the Gabe Coon Show. And we'll open on Grizzly Summer League. Everyone wanted to write off Jake Laravia. After one Summer League game, he didn't write back. And again... I always preface these things by saying no one summer league game, no one G league game is going to make or break you as an NBA rotation player, as an NBA player. Although Jake LaRavia did give you signs of hope last night, and we'll talk about those things off of the top, as well as uh, Vince Williams Jr. Looks very fun player, very interesting player to keep an eye on. Kenneth Lofton Jr. Probably had a step back in production last night, but we know what he can do on the offensive end. Uh, Also, we have more sort of NBA offseason discussion around the Mavs. Mavs end up bringing in on a sign and trade, they bring in Grant Williams. Four years, $54 million. Pretty hefty price tag. But at the same time, I, I, I will tell you, of all the teams that may have sort of that playoff ability, uh, that can be in playoff contention, the Mavs have actively made themselves better. And I'll tell you why um, as, as we get to the later part of this hour. As far as guests are concerned, Drew Hill. We'll join Daily Memphian, Grizzlies reporter. He's going to do a little bit of – he's doing some uh, wedding venue shopping. Wedding venue
3: shopping. today. Where would you get married again? I got married at St. Louis Catholic Church. Okay,
2: rock on, rock on. I'll be at the Cadre. But, yeah, he, he's doing some wedding venue shopping before he heads off to Vegas for Summer League. Uh, we'll catch up with him on everything Grizzlies. Uh, David Cobb will join at 6 o'clock. CBS Sports, college football, college basketball. We will go around uh, – uh, we'll talk some Tiger basketball. What 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 that roster will look like with Javon Quinterly, Jordan Brown, and potentially if DeAndre Williams gets involved. Uh, we'll talk some college football realignment as a whole. Uh, the the uh, Big Twelve media preseason football media poll came out today. Texas at the top, and all of the, the realignment schools: Cincinnati, BYU, Houston, UCF. They're at the bottom. Not overly surprising, but they are they are cellar dwellers. There is three in a row from 12 or from uh, from 11 to 13, three in a row of the defectors of the realignment goers that are 11 to 13. UCF ranked the highest at number eight, so we'll talk about that as well as Texas and why I think I'll make the case of why I think this really is the year that Texas, if they're going to break through and win the Big 12, this is the year that they could potentially capitalize on that. We'll have the blitz around uh, 6:30. and i will uh i'll bring up the flopping penalty. We've we've seen it in action. In-game flopping penalty for NBA Summer League Connor. Can i just ask you before we even get to it what what have you thought so far? Jake Laravia uh drove in on Jaden Shackelford yesterday, gave him a little cross chop to the throat and Jaden Shackelford got the got the technical foul.
3: It's a perfect little microcosm of of NBA officiating it, it as really a whole. It really is, isn't it? Yeah. It really is.
2: But we'll yeah. talk about that as well as the uh Big 12 uh preseason poll before we get to the rewind at 6:50 and uh and get you up out of here. Um, now, <laughs> Summer League, Grizzlies handle business. Ninety-four, eighty-six. I don't. I, there's no like final score that really matters. Like, I mean, I, I guess when you get to clutch time, you want to see some of these guys that you're trying to develop come through in clutch time. And we saw that yesterday. Kenneth Lofton Jr. did a really good job of getting uh, get a, getting an assist there late. Finding Jake Laravia on a cut that ultimately sealed the game, so that was fun to watch. See those guys in in a in a clutch time situation uh, pull through, and and the Thunder's summer league team is like it's very good, very good. They didn't play Jalen Williams, the the Santa Clara Jalen Williams, uh, last night, so maybe that's part of it. And also, why is Keegan Murray in summer league? Because what he wants to be
3: Wilt for a day. <laughs> I don't know, dude. That's hysterical though. That was he had so funny. Forty one of the Kings ninety five points. But, and when you watch the highlights, it's just a grown man playing with children, is what it looks like. It's like if it's, I went to an elementary no, school and it, was it like, literally that's looks,
2: it looks like sixth graders against like ranked seniors that are going to college the next year. Yeah. That's what it looked like. It was hilarious.
3: It was just dunks and dunks and dunks and dunks.
2: Like I guess they want him to get reps, but he set that he was a starter
0: <laughs> on the King's
2: and he set the record for three pointers made by a rookie. What the hell is he doing at Summer League? It's not even remotely fair. It's not, it's not okay. And that was the California Classic, and they, they, they whooped up. They whooped up. But Keegan Murray was phenomenal, as you would expect in a Summer League game. Now, Grizz Thunder, 94-86. And uh, Jake LaRavia, the Summer League overreactions were too much. No way! No way! You're, you're kidding me. What? You're pu- There's no way that those overreactions of his first game going 2-for-11 were not really needed.
3: Say it's not so, Gabe. Good
2: Lord. Again, don't overreact to any one damn summer league game. And and also, like, it, just because he played good last night does not mean he's going to be a role player for the Grizzlies going into next year. He's going to have to show more than that. He's going to have to have some regular season experience before we can actually see what he would be in a regular season rotation. I think that's fair to say. But 25 points, 4 for 9 from 3, 9 for 18 from the field. And he had 16 points in the first half only missed one shot. I thought he was solid. And I see the vision. I really do. He had two steals. Uh, I don't think his foot speed is ever going to be up to par where you really want him. To. He's not some crazy athletic guy. But he can knock down a three with little separation. He gets it off quick. And he, he has a high a high basketball IQ. Will that ultimately lead him to the Grizzlies rotation this year? I don't know. I don't know yet. But we
3: we saw signs of life.
2: And, and I think at this point, that's all you want to see from a guy like Jake LaRavia, who the Grizzlies front office has a lot of hope for going into this offseason.
3: Yeah, it's like we said after his first summer league game. You know, the shots weren't going in, but we appreciated how aggressive he was. He was taking the shots. And then you just saw them go in in game two. It, w- it was awesome to see. One thing that I noticed was that he is able to create his own shot, which is pretty nice. Yep. He can create that separation, even though he may not have that foot quickness. He was able to do it. And like you said, though, he also hit a couple threes with the guys closing out on him and a hand in his face. So I thought it was a really encouraging performance from Jake Laravia. Again, this is Summer League. We don't need to make some grand opinion on these guys. No. But what I can say is that from the first two games of Jake Laravia— I think that there's a few things to be encouraged about. You could also say that, you know, you do want him to be quicker and all those things, but I don't think that that's the player that he is. Like you said, they need him just to knock down a corner three and to be a body on defense. I would like to see him maybe get into the rebounding game a little bit more. He had three last night. He is a big body, so that would be the next step of development I would like to see, but for now... Good signs. Good and signs. String
2: a couple of good games together, and you start yeah. to feel better about what you have going into the season. And this is another point when we when we when we talk about summer league in one game not meaning anything. David Roddy played decent minutes in play in a playoff series last year, decent minutes, and throughout the season had some good performances. He was not good last night. He was two for twelve from the field, even in a summer league game against G League opponents, against college opponents. It shows you that like sometimes guys have off nights, and, and the ball does not go through the basket. It's not that complicated. It's not that complicated. Well, the, but the, but the, it, some of the worst work I see done um, as far as overreactions and trying to uh, sort of put people into boxes is done at this time of year during Summer League with Grizzlies players and players at, at, at large around the NBA. There's no reason to react heavily to game-to-game in the Summer League. There's just no reason to do it.
3: Yeah, and for instance with Roddy last night, he struggled finishing at the rim. You know, he got blocked a couple of times. He couldn't get that athleticism. It's just that's what it was. He struggled to finish around the rim a few times, and that is something that we saw pop up a few times last season. That's something to work on. Work on that. You know, he can
0: get off the
2: bounce, but I think always, and and he could, he could definitely work on it. And I think he could he could get very serviceable at it. But I think that's always going to be a struggle for him. Sure. He's six six, two hundred and forty pounds. He's not some massive riser at the rim where he can jump over people. Although he did have a hell of a putback dunk one time this year. This this past season, um, I like the
3: five assists though.
2: Yes, but but I, I mean David Roddy, I think he'll always have struggles at the rim to a certain extent. That's just I don't know if he in can the learn NBA, how to block to
3: be, how to block a defender though and use the rim to like help not get your shot blocked. It's just the little tricks like that he can figure out how to do over time. For but a guy yeah. like
2: him, ultimately who's going to play on the wing, knock down threes. But again, knock I'm not. Threes. I don't
3: know. I'm not going to freak just, out no, over no, one David Roddy performance no. in summer league. I know David Roddy's, a, like a rotational player. And I, I just, know I know that.
2: I know I said don't overreact to Summer League. I love what I'm seeing from Vince Williams Jr. Yeah. I yes. love it. 18 points again last night, 3 for 7 from 3, a 9 rebounds by the way. Um, he is he's a high IQ player. He's 6'6", 205. He's got some length to him that three ball seems to be falling. Again, we need to see more to be sold on it. But at the same time, I can see him being a 3D, 3 and D role player in the NBA. At some point, maybe even next year, ultimately, like this is a guy who has that ability, and I, I one thing I do like to see out of guys like him who are, are really having to work for a lot, they're having to work their way onto a onto a NBA roster. He gives effort, man he hustles. he hustles his ass off, and that is something you have to show early if you want to crack the roster.
3: yes, I have enjoyed what I've seen from Vince Williams since the moment that they drafted him. He had moments last season where he did get to, you know, run with the Grizzlies a few times, and he can get a little chaotic every once in a while. The ball gets a little bit loose, but, like, he had two turnovers last night, but I think that there are signs there that there is potential for a 3-and-D type guy there. You know, I wouldn't hate to see him get a few spot minutes with this Grizzlies team, the roster thing and all that. I know that's a whole deal. I am just saying... I would like to see him get some minutes, if they want, are still trying to figure out what that wing position could be. I think there could be a real conversation. I know everybody's been arguing about Kenny and I agree with the sentiment you're about to put been out been there in the argue, world. It's here's the thing: tired. The tired argument is Kenny versus Conchar. The wired one, Conchar versus Vince.
2: Yes. Because I think Vince fills they are the, that role that they need, too. They need a guy to they be able fill to step the, they up. They could fill
3: the same potential role. I think that right now, Conchar still has the edge. We've seen him in of real course. NBA minutes. He has had some very good games.
2: And they have more invested into but him.
3: But if you decide, like, this might be getting a little stale, we want to try something new, I wouldn't hate to see Vince Williams get a bit of a run here. I've I've really liked what he, what he was in college. I liked what he was last season. And he is showing signs of improvement. That's what this... I've been encouraged by these Grizzlies into the Summer League. I've been yep. encouraged. I don't think you need to make some grand statement on play no. after two games, but I think it's extremely fair to say, you know what? All these guys are showing signs of life. And here's the good news about all of these, a lot
2: of these guys. Vince Williams, they have an option to keep him on a two way for a whole other year. Yeah. And they can go do that. There's no reason. You don't have to force him onto the big club. You can just let him chill out, keep developing. It's clearly worked for a year, these first two games. I think or at least a little bit of evidence He's of that. He's playing with
3: confidence.
2: Yes, but, like, you don't have to rush guys up into an NBA rotation. You, you, they have the option for one more year to keep them on a two-way before they have to make a decision. Let's go ahead for that. Now, um, <laughs> I want to start a dialogue here. I want to start a dialogue here about Kenneth Lofton Jr. And, I, God, do I love his game. It's so fun to watch. It is so fun to watch. Last night he had some struggles, 5 for 16 from the field. Um, You see the ability, though, off the bounce. had four assists. Um, Again, the assist to LaRavia to sort of seal the game there in in clutch time, if you will, even though it's a summer league game. But I still, there's a lot of people who love what he is showing and what he can provide offensively. That's not what he will be if he ever gets – up and cracks a rotation with a big club. I want people to understand that. His style of play is very offensive based. You have to see more on the defensive end. He's got to close out on shots. He rebounds relatively well, so that's a good sign. But he he is his role right now in the G League and in Summer League does not lend itself to a rotational piece with the Grizzlies. I'm sorry. We have to see more on top of, of, of what he's been able to accomplish so far offensively. And it's the, the bag is deep. I get that, and that's fun to watch, but that's not what he will be with the Grizzlies. You have enough scorers. You have the, the, the top three in that lineup who are able to go give you buckets. Marcus Smart can give you buckets, right? You don't need any more of that. You need a guy who can maybe stretch, stretch out to the three-point line, knock down a three-point shot, rebound relatively well, and help you in guard on defense. That's what his role is gonna to have to be. He's not some in the Grizzlies organization, he's not coming from a privileged position. He has to fit into the Grizzlies, not the other way around. They're not going to to morph who they are to fit Kenneth Lofton Jr. He's going to have to morph to what they want him to be.
3: Right. Kenny Lofton Jr. is a ton of fun to watch. He is a fan favorite for a reason. He comes in and he fills it up. He just does. However, we have tape of him playing real NBA minutes. I'm not talking about the game that he came in. He scored 42, 42 against G League guys. We're not year. talking about that. Real NBA minutes with him. He has had moments of looking, hey, that's pretty good. He's also had a lot of moments of like, oh, damn, that's why he's still in the G League. At the end of the day, he has to start defending. That, that's it, period. If he can start defending, he's got a shot. If he doesn't, this is what he's going to be. And, and, and I hate to say that. He's a lot of fun. Like you said, he can fill it up. But right now, it would be a force fit you'd be forcing him into the rotation. Because at the end of the day, I trust X more. I just yes. do. It, it, and that's what it thing. comes Xavier down to. Xavier
2: Tillman does everything that Kenneth Lofton Jr. doesn't. And that's why he fits into the rotation so well. He rebound. Well, I think Kenneth Lofton Jr. can rebound at a high level. But Xavier he's Tillman can better, go get offensive sure. rebounds. Uh, he gets put putbacks. He, he's not offensively inclined. He doesn't ask for the ball all the time. He sets screens. He plays really hard defense. He's switchable. Those are the things that the Grizzlies need out of that reserve big role. And Kenneth Lofton Jr. doesn't fit that yet. Kenny can put he the can ball. He can fit it. I think they've given him, like giving him a four year, $9 million deal, you've given him sort of that back end first round money is where that normally fits in, that type of contract. They've given him that leeway, but he's got to go ahead and show them that he can make those things happen, that he can turn more into Xavier Tillman than Kenneth Lofton Jr. I
3: think you just nailed it. You absolutely nailed it because Kenny can put the ball in the hoop, no doubt about it. He's got that. He's got that in his bag. It's a deep one. It's the little things that he's got to start doing. It's the rebounding. It's the setting screens. It's being in the right place at the right time on defense. It's those passes like he made to Jake. Yes. There are signs There are signs of improvement with Kenny Lofton's game. Why are we rushing? Yes. If they've given him that deal, why should we rush him to he's the big squad? He's got a roster spot. Y'all, this window for this team is just now opening. Kenny Lofton Jr. could be a part of this team down the road. This season, it's tough for me to see. It's tough for me to see. Some injuries might happen. Sure, gets the call up. Maybe we get surprised with something. I just don't understand, though, why our fan base and why some people want to force these guys onto the roster right now. Let's give them time to develop. Let's continue to let them grow. We've seen it. Just look at the guys that we've talked about today. All of them had time in the G League last year, and we've seen signs of improvement. Allow them to keep growing. You don't need to break the glass right now and take them out before they're ready. It can ruin it's. It can ruin their improvement. Let them give them time. I don't understand why with these young guys we're like they gotta play yeah, right now.
2: And here's here's the thing. Let the, them let, let them grow. It's fine. The, the 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 trail three ball from a guy like Kenny Lofton. 6'8", 2, 250, whatever he was. He was two eighty at the beginning of camp last year, but two fifty now. He's probably lost a little bit of weight. That he's trail three ball. He's looking better. Looks awesome. But the opportunities he's going to have to do that with a, in a Grizzlies rotation are minimal. If not, not there at all. He has to morph himself into more of Xavier Tillman. I know that people can look at X all they want, and they can say, oh, that's a boring player.
3: But that's what the Grizzlies
2: need. That's but look what, what he did when Steven
3: need. Adams was out last season. He, w- he was a fantastic villain. And I think another thing that you just touched on, when Kenny's playing with this team, he's the alpha. He's the alpha. They're yes. going to throw him the ball. They're going to let him cook. They're going to let him go to work. It's why people are reminded of Zebo. You throw him the ball on the elbow, he does his thing, he usually gets a bucket. That's how it goes. That's not what the, Grizz- the
2: Grizzlies... You don't know what do the that. Grizzlies'
3: offense is? Not that. <laughs> not it's that the exact opposite of They're that. They're not grinding down and <laughs> playing half-court basketball consistently. And that's why the fit right now is just not necessarily there. It may be down the road, so let's give it some time to develop, and let's enjoy him as he is right now. That's why... All of these arguments and people waking up and arguing with each other twenty four seven. It's a waste of time. It is. It is. It's a waste of time. I'll, at the end of the day, we're talking about the fifteenth man on this. But you can keep scene.
2: doing it, whether it's on Threads or on Twitter. Sure. Like, yeah, or on letter, Letterbox.
3: Uh, yeah, you could do it under my Mission Impossible <laughs> review. Just be arguing about Kenny Lofton versus Conchard hey, versus Vince to, hey, Williams. Speaking
2: of Mission, great review so far. One hundred percent still, dude.
3: I am so excited. One hundred percent still. Do you want to know tease what we're going to do probably next week? Yeah. Jeez, little top, come on, little, we have top
2: five Tom Cruise Top movies? five
3: Tom Cruise maybe yeah. on Monday in honor yeah. of the Mission Impossible opening have it up. To. We're going to have to. I've I'm really, really encouraged by the first two games from Summer League. Yep. Jake's first game, throw it away. Second game, really good signs. Roddy, first game was great. Second game, can kind of throw it away. It's been nice to see. Yep. I'm just in zero rush to, no. to try to, like,
2: make full put reactions. these guys in
3: the rotation right now because yep. – we don't really know what they are yet. So let's give them some more time.
2: Um, and I know one's coming around the corner. And I've already seen a couple of people sort of attach themselves to it. The Gigi Jackson thing, he's 18, for God's sakes. He'll be 19 at this time next year he's when he gets to league. Let him be. Let him be. He was great, though, last night. He was very when good. got in. Very Two good. Two for three from three, three for four all, all the whole time. Uh, rebounds really I really well. like the rebounding um, activity. You saw, more, you saw more effort. You saw more effort, but he's got to learn defensive IQ. Uh, how to defend in the NBA? There's so many, and, and the thing is, if you ever start to see anybody try to rush the development of a guy like Gigi Jackson, he'll be 19 next year. There's no damn reason. There is zero reason to try to rush the development of Gigi Jackson at this point, right? Like he 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 is a overly talented player um, who may have not gotten what he should have gotten from a coaching perspective,
3: from a role perspective at South Carolina.
2: You let it play out. You let it play out. But I've, I've been very encouraged first two games with what like he's been it. able to
3: accomplish. He's using that seven-foot wingspan big time, especially on the boards. A little bit
2: of creation.
3: I sent this to you last night. I think the idea of Gigi. Getting out in transition, he can run. He can. He, there are a lot of good signs from GG Jackson. I'm with you, though. There's absolutely no problem with letting this dude bake in G League for a year and see what he can do against people his age. And it like, Letting that, him
2: bake for a year, he'll be
3: 19. Yeah, exactly. Year. I think the <laughs> like, idea with him. Let him bake. You know, I'm not. I don't have any sourcing or, or anything like that. The, I think the idea of Gigi Jackson could potentially be, we sent off two first round picks for Tyus Jones. He could kind of be like a steal of a first round guy that you get I think in the absolutely. second round. If you, you kind of smell him when I'm well, stepping in G. G. here. Gigi
2: Jackson, like ultimately, if if you let Gigi Jackson bake in college for another year, right? Uh, with it, with a good program with better leadership. I could imagine him being a first-round pick even going into next year. He's 19 years old. He would still be young. He would be able to show what he's what he's capable of. But because of how it all worked out with him, He's 18. He reclassified, and you didn't see all that you wanted to see. And it is 17-year-old season, which I don't think there's a lot of college basketball players that show you what they're capable of when they're 17. Look at Amani Bates. Look at all these different guys. Jalen is Jalen an outlier an because exception. he's a
3: grown-ass man.
2: He's an exception. Yeah, I mean, it's built 17, like a terminator. At 17 years old, he was already built like a grown man. So, Gigi Jackson, let him bake. Let him chill. Let him chill. But I, I've been
3: encouraged, man. I like to see it. Thumbs up. Really fun game last night. They beat a very good Summer League team. Any yeah. thoughts on, like, Chet?
2: Uh, not good. I was not impressed. He, he. There was the challenge of Kenneth Lofton Jr., the second time
3: around. Was kind of let down. He we were like, the two tights are going up again. Yeah. Then like, both of he them had like 12 and 10. It was like, and, all right. so it yeah. felt like
2: Chet, <laughs> didn't, Chet didn't really assert himself or accept the challenge. Like game one, you saw him come out on fire, hair on fire, effort everywhere, going to challenge everything.
0: At th- T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.
1: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
2: Rim, and he still did a little bit of that last night. But he had like, three blocks. He didn't. He didn't really assert himself on the offensive end like you wanted to see.
3: I will agree with that. I think that the defensive. Presence of Chet and his rebounding it's in massive. the first two games have been really encouraging. If you're yeah. a Thunder fan, yeah, he's got to put on more weight though. It's just clear as day. The Thunder, their young pieces are fun. They're real fun.
2: SGA, shy. Uh, you Giddy. have you have get <laughs> Jalen Williams times two. SGA, then you have yeah Jalen Williams. I think the other Jalen Williams and Jalen Williams the the big is kind of stretch big. I could see him like. He could be a very solid player going into his career, but damn, they're they're one of the youngest teams in the NBA. They were a playing team last year. They they should feel good about where they're at.
3: They're doing a fine but they job also, over there.
2: That is, they're one of the teams that I look at where okay, they stacked a bunch of early first round picks together, and they got a lot of first round picks in general together, and they actually got some value out of all of them. And that's that's something to that's something to to praise. Now, something that there is not that we should not praise, Brandon Miller. What the hell's going on, Connor? <laughs> Thirteen fouls, nine turnovers through two games, and by the way, you say thirteen fouls? You only get six. Um, you can you can foul as much as you want in summer
3: league. I think you get, get like out. I think get ten, maybe. He had eight. Yeah, yesterday eight. and six points. He had eight. Listen, um, again, don't overreact. But that is don't overreact. <laughs> thirteen fouls and nine
2: turnovers through two games for the number two overall pick is pretty scary. It's a little concerning. Yeah,
3: uh, it seems like the game's moving a little quick for him right now.
1: Yeah. Which is under, you know that's, that's understandable,
3: but again we've got to give these guys more than two games yes. to figure it out. Yes, um, I think he's still going to be fine, but there are a few concerns from his first few games. I'll just say that. However, he's moving the ball. Yeah, no, yeah, he's been he, he, he's been a creator, yes. which is nice to see. How many assists? He had, he had I think he five had, or six yeah. assists yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's got to figure out though how to defend without fouling. Lester just ate him up. Yeah, well, Lester, Lester baby. Well, Woo!
2: Lester, Lester is looking good. Lester is telling someone to pay him money. That's what he's telling them right now. He had 21 again last night. 5 for 9 from 3, 8 for 16 from the field, really good defender. I, I know we brought it up yesterday, but Lester can carve out a role in the NBA. He really can. He can be on someone's bench and be a reserve, easily good role player. What about Kendrick, man? Kendrick's solid. I still think he's Looked working. Look better. 17 points? Yeah, not bad. Shot with him. The key is going to be can you hide him on defense? Because he's five foot ten. That's tough. And can he knock down a three-ball? If he can knock down a three-ball at the rate he did last night, three for six, consistently, okay. Maybe we can find a a, a the end of a bench he can sit on. But he's working. It, Connor, we've talked about it so many times. I feel like a broken record. It's it's gonna be so hard for him to carve out a role, a lead guard at 5'10 in the NBA. Just at 24, too. It's just so hard. But he looked good. He looked better. He looked good. He it, was, looked it was nice
3: to see. Yes. It was fun to see the two Tigers I, I am, I am, hooping.
2: Yeah, and I think Lester will carve out a role. Uh, Lester I'm looks rooting, like an NBA guy. I'll say this. I'm rooting for Kendrick. I just don't. I don't know if it will ultimately happen. But he'll have a prosperous uh, professional career wherever he's at, I think. Um, oh, he's and, and I don't it do And yeah. I, don't, I don't think this is my prediction, and I don't want to hate on the guy. I'm still rooting for him. I do think it will be elsewhere outside of the NBA. That's what I think. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Now, the Mavs have been making moves, and most recently they uh, got a sign-and-trade, and they ended up bringing in a guy by the name of Grant Williams that a lot of the Vols fans are very familiar with, uh, and they get him for four years, $54 million, in a three-team sign-and-trade deal. And I'll tell you why the Mavs, of all the Western Conference teams, I mentioned it yesterday, I don't know if there's a lot of Western Conference teams that have made themselves substantially better throughout this free agency offseason process, but the Mavs have. The Mavs are finding holes that they have on their roster and they're trying to fill them. And I'll explain on the other side what they have done right here on 929 FM
0: ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 929 FM ESPN.
1: Still is still appointed duty. They keep trying to tell me All you
2: want to do is use me It's a Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. We're following along with free agency that period. We're following along with NBA offseason. And sort of the big news last night was that there was a sign-in trade that was done that involved Grant Williams, former Vol. Last two years, he shot around 40% from three, very switchable, uh, relatively big guy who can guard really two through four in a, in a lot of situations. Really good defensive player, was sort of the heart, a, a little bit the young heart and soul of the Celtics, if you will, outside of Marcus Smart. But he is an, He has been involved in a sign-and-trade that will send him to the Mavs on a four-year, $54 million deal. We can disagree about what the price tag means. I figure that's a that's a relatively fair deal for him you could talk about it being an overpay but again I mentioned it yesterday a lot of these deals look like overpays with where we're at uh with the cap and and how much money is being doled out but the final details of the sign and trade Grant Williams ends up with the Mavs four years 54 million dollars the Spurs get Reggie Bullock and an unprotected Dallas pick swap in 2030 and the Celtics get multiple second round picks for the sign and trade that they have done with Grant Williams this is a good pickup for the Mavs, ultimately. This is really good. Without a doubt. I think when you look at the Mavs as a whole, yeah, they were 38-44 and after they made the deal that sent all of their really solid pieces. They sent DFS um, uh, to the Nets. They didn't really have any defense once they brought in Kyrie Irving. What you're doing with Grant Williams is you're bringing in a guy who can knock down a three, stretch the floor a little bit, and guard. You need to try to replace those type of guys. You need to make things happen around the edges. You have enough of a scoring punch, right? ultimately with Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. Again, Kyrie Irving, three years, $126 million is what they signed him for this offseason. But when you look at the offseason for the Mavs, I'm not accusing them of being some title contender immediately, but what they've done is is relatively solid. You re-sign Kyrie Irving, you bring in Grant Williams as a defensive presence. But then outside of that, Seth Curry, to be a, a creator off the dribble, a potential three point knockdown shooter, uh, Dante Exum. We can disagree on what he potentially means going forward. He's 27 years old. He's a former fifth or number five overall pick. Um, he's coming from overseas, but he averaged 20 points per game over there, and he's been in the NBA before. And he's had some decent, somewhat productive seasons in the NBA previously in his career. They're just uh, they're taking a flyer on him. They re-signed Dwight Powell. But then when they went into the draft, they did some things that I thought were very solid. Olivier Maxens Prosper um, is is a good pick. And then they get Derek Lively II. Mm-hmm. They have been sitting on Dwight Powell forever as their big, as their five. And this offseason, they got Derek Lively II, who has tremendous upside out of Duke. Maybe didn't show you what he wanted, what you wanted to see from him at Duke in year one, but he is seven foot. The, the defensive abilities there. Uh, offensively he can turn into something pretty substantial around the rim. And they also traded for Rashawn Holmes, who's been a very productive player for the Kings for some years. When you look at, at how this this Mavs roster is coming together, Connor, I, I don't mind what they have done this off season. Again, does it put them in a, in a title conversation? No, but you have to get better after what you did offloading all of your pieces for Kyrie Irving.
3: Yeah, I think the Mavics are still quite a ways away from uh, being a real contender, but they're certainly moving closer with a few of these moves. I'm not, I still don't like the amount of money that they, they gave Kyrie, although I understand why they gave him that amount of money. I think that Williams, though, is a perfect fit next to a guy like Luka Doncic. I, you know, I really like that fit. 43% shooter from corner threes for his career. Yep. And you better believe he's going to get a lot of those wide open threes uh, from playing with Luka and Kyrie. He's a versatile defender, like you said. He can pretty much defend two through four. Sometimes he can defend a five if they're not too big. He's a solid rebounder, but what I like about him is that he's a let's-go-to-war guy. Mm -hmm. He's a culture-setting guy, and that's why, you know, if you're Boston, I think I kind of understand what they're trying to do. It seems like that they're loading up on assets, maybe waiting for a possible disgruntled star and maybe trying to go after them, Um, but— I think it's a little concerning that you've lost your two, quote-unquote, heart and soul guys in the same offseason. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I
2: I think the Celtics, when you look at the roster, are better. Like, I think, you know, put it all together, some of their pieces may be be better if if you're just sort of looking on paper. But— when, when you take away guys that really grind, that really go after people, that, that play as hard as those two did on the defensive end, you wonder what they'll look like next year. Because the last two years, maybe not as much last year, uh, but two years ago when they were really competing for an NBA Finals, defense is what they hung their hat on. Right. And, and, you're, and you're removing two of their main cogs,
3: main pieces from that side. And that's a, that's a, that's a scary thought well, going you, forward. You, just, you took away now a starter. From that team, the, the, the leader of the starters, and then you took away the leaders of the of the leader of the bench, yes. unit, which is a little worrisome, especially when they're two this? of your best, better defenders. You could argue that J, that Jalen Brown's their best defender. I'm not sure I would agree with that, but you know they still you have also... him. But the defense certainly got worse, and their depth certainly got worse. So, However, Kristaps Porzingis can fill a few of those holes, but. You're also really relying on a guy like Peyton Pritchard to step up. You're, making, you're relying on Malcolm Brogdon's wrist, whatever's going yes, on there, whatever's to, to going fix on. itself. It's, they're, it's a little concerning, I would just say. Yeah, I, I would say that,
2: and, but, but here's what the Celtics are doing. Here's what Brad Stevens is doing. He's saying, Jalen Brown, you're about to make $295 million. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's uh, true. Jason Tatum, you're going to make up, upwards of $300 million. No more life rafts. Yeah, you true. are our guys. Let's go. And I don't mind the thought process behind that. You have to retain those guys. You want to have the best wing pairing in the NBA. They have to become the guys that are heart and soul of that team if they want to have success and win a finals. If they want to win an NBA championship, those two guys have to take on those roles. So there's no more life rafts for Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. You
3: go get it. Don't get me wrong. I still think that they have a very good basketball team like Derek Wright, Peyton Pritchard running your point. You got Jalen Brown, Malcolm Brogdon at the 2, Jason Tatum and then this is Sam Hauser. That's where it gets weird. Yes, It gets that's weird. Where it gets there. But then you got Kristaps Porzingis and then right now they're back up big. It's like Jason Tatum can maybe run big. Robert Williams Robert can run Williams, big. Robert Williams, if he can stay healthy. Luke Cornett, I guess, could do it. It's, it's, maybe it's, it's a little tricky. Jordan it's Walsh I, I guess they drafted what, Jordan Walsh. What, maybe what, he
2: could make something happen. What becomes tricky, and I think th- also with Jordan Walsh, good defensive player, he's, he needs some development. He does, but maybe he NBA NBA could fill spots
3: guy. in for like just being a body.
2: Robert Williams, what this tells me, too, about their backup big situation behind Chris Stapps, they're, they're hinging on Robert Williams being healthy, which I think is a hell of a risk. That's a risk you're taking. Because Robert Williams has not been able to be on the floor. He's
3: fantastic when he plays, but he just never plays. He's He's a great rim
2: protector. He can finish around the rim, but he's gotta stay on the floor. Those knees have been awful. I mean, good lord. But I I, listen, I I, Man, I think there's the most games he's
3: ever played is sixty one. That's that's trouble. They have they have
2: invested a lot to this point, the Celtics in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And they're not turning turning now. They're not going to turn.
3: Listen to every MLB game live. In the
0: deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone.
3: Stream minor league affiliates.
0: The Midwest
2: League home run leader.
3: And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only 3 dollars per month.
2: Deep left field, it's gonna go! Alvarez come.
3: Subscribe to AtBat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
2: (laughs) That fountain off now. They're going straight into it and saying, you guys, if we're going to get to the promised land, you're the guys that are going to do it. And I don't mind that investment because one's 26, one's 24, right? They're still young. They still have a hell of a prime ahead of them if everything goes correctly. Jalen Brown just has to learn how to dribble
3: <laughs> with his left hand, you and know, I think,
2: and I think you're in a better spot. That sentence
3: right there, though, is, do you know how wild that sentence is? I know,
2: is? I understand,
3: but like he's still, this guy's gonna but make he's still 200. an All
2: NBA, he's an All NBA performer, and he is a one of the
3: best two way wings in the NBA. I mean, it's honestly impressive. Props to him. How he's what 295? Is that what he's getting? Something like that?
2: 295 over five,
3: and he can't go left. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> a player that's going to be making two hundred ninety five dollars can't go up. But hey, he's, he's a. I would also take him on my team. Not uh, two hundred ninety five dollars. No, an,
2: another quick thing on the on the Mavs. I, I like what Jaden Hardy uh, will will potentially be. Jaden yeah. Hardy shows has showed a little bit of promise. And they also uh, the effort they've tried to make going after Matisse Thybul shows me they know like what, that. They know what's wrong. Because- now the Blazers have matched what they put out there, which was three years, thirty three million dollars. Blazers are trying to keep Matisse. Um, but that does show me the Mavs know what they're missing and they're going to go after it hard.
3: Yeah, they're certainly going after the defense 3 and D mindset type of guy because I think that they realized that they lost DFS and that was, you know, ultimately what kind of tanked their season. They didn't have anybody that could def- defend the perimeter. They still have the MLE available, so even though, you know, the the Blazers did ultimately match TIBEL's uh she, offer sheet. Offer they sheet. could still go out and maybe get somebody else. Now the issue is the people that are kind of left aren't necessarily a three and D type of wing. But you know, at the end of the day, they might go out there and grab somebody. You know, they're they're going to be scrappy. They're one of those teams that can that can, be, that can be scrappy. And if if Derek Lively turns into something, that's where it gets interesting. Yes. And they all, and I think people still forget. Don't they? have, they have Christian Wood too. Like he's still there.
2: Uh, Isn't he? No, he's a, he's a unrestricted free agent. Unrestricted free Shed. agent. Yeah. That's so right. They that's would right. have to sign him back, and I don't think that's going to happen. Um, it, it was bizarre last year, even before the Kyrie stuff, that Christian Wood was their big offseason acquisition
3: or, where, where they thought, okay, this is going to get us over the hump where Chris Stapps couldn't. Dude, I get Christian Wood and Jeremy Grant confused all the time. Yeah. same. They're the same dude to me. <laughs> no, why? They're not, really they don't
2: good? really play the same.
3: Re- yeah, they do. Yes,
2: they Christian do. Christian Wood, they Wood play is not the exact
1: defense.
3: same. No, they don't. Christian Wood has no defensive ability.
1: Neither really.
2: is Jeremy Grant. Jeremy
3: Grant, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Jeremy Grant is not a good defensive Jer- player. Jeremy
2: Grant is a fantastic defensive player. What are you talking about? He's got good length. He Does he shoot a little too much? Yeah, but no. J- Jeremy Grant, that's how he's made his living in the NBA. With the Nuggets, that's that's how he ended up getting deals is because of his defensive ability. Ultimately, 3 and D type guy can get off the bounce a little bit. Long, tall. All that's right. why that's why Jeremy Grant is solid defensive player. I, I, I'm not sure okay. I agree. But Christian <laughs> Christian Wood is just strictly offense and they brought him off the bench the entire time. I never understood why the Christian Wood experience was going to work as opposed to the Chris Stapps experience, though. Yes. Back to my original point. <laughs> I never understood how that was a that was a a thought process that they were going through. Um now on the Grizzlies front, are we Going to figure out the sign-and-trade Dylan Brooks situation anytime soon? Sounds like it might be a five-teamer. Five <laughs> it's going to be nuts. Here's my issue. With a five-teamer, one thing goes wrong, it all falls apart. <laughs> and the fact that we haven't gotten any more details makes me feel that it may it may be, it could head down that road. I just, and ultimately, if, if that happens, this is Dylan Brooks just going to sign with the Rockets on his own.
3: Right, yeah. Yes, that, that I do. Does. I do
2: appreciate the effort of the Grizzlies trying to go make something happen. And yeah. get something in it'd return. Be,
3: it'd be great to get a guy like Josh Christopher in return but, for, for Dylan Brooks. But, but at ultimately, the same
2: time- here's the thing: if they do get Josh Christopher, I have a hard time believing. And we'll talk to Drew Hill in just a moment about this. I'll, I'll get to it with him. But ultimately, will he be on the roster? Yeah, I don't know. They have a full roster, and they have their three two ways assigned. Like that's that's where I get confused. And he has he's like two million, two and a half million dollars a year for Josh Christopher. I like his skill set. I don't know if he's a culture fit with this Grizzlies.
3: That's team, why though. I'm just kind of seeing. I I need to see the dust settle on this deal. I think before I can form like a and real I opinion am, on, on I, how they're going to use Josh Christopher if, if he's even going to be a thing. Or I'm a big wonderer of if this deal actually. It's been a long time. Ultimately,
2: comes through. There's five teams involved. It got agreed upon on Saturday, didn't it? In Was principle, it? yeah. You can't actually agree upon it. And, that, and if it if it actually got agreed upon on Saturday. By, what was it, 11.01 Central Time, it would have been front-page news. This happened. Dylan Brooks signing trade. That's what I mean, though. They've, here's that's how long it, they've here's been the itemized list it. of yeah. what all these five teams got.
3: They've been working on it, clearly, but it, nothing's nothing's happened Isn't yet. the new news that Patty Mills might be going to OKC? Yeah, but... It's a good pickup for them. Okay. Patty Mills hasn't been much, though, in the you past know, couple of years. now turns into Steph Curry every time he plays the Grizzlies, though. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. Yeah. I've never seen a player... Hit as many threes as God, he haunts my dreams.
2: I remember the Patty Mills when he ended up with the Nets with all of the the Harden, Kyrie, KD, that experience. When he ended up with the Nets, everyone thought that was going to be
3: Yeah, because we're used to him Oh he's great. Showing our hearts to us, ripping him out and being like, Here's your heart. That's what we're that's what we thought Patty Mills was because we only <laughs> saw him when he would play the Grizzlies. Yeah. So when they signed him, I was like, Oh my God, the rich get richer And they turned out to be, you know, normal.
2: Now, um, before we get to Drew Hill, I just want to tease this because we're going to have to get to it at some point uh, in the second hour. But Victor Wimanyama is going to be playing his games um, in Vegas Summer League tomorrow against the Hornets. So Brandon Miller will get the Brandon Miller-Wimby experience. And then July 9th, they will get the Trailblazers. Blazers, so Scoot Henderson versus Victor Wiminyama, But he got into it last night, it sounds like. Sounds like there was uh, some issues with his security detail in Britney Spears. Britney Spears, of all people. I just want to tease that. Before we go ahead and get to this break and bring on Drew Hill on the other side, Memphis Grizzlies beat reporter for the Daily Memphian right here on 92.9 FM ESPN.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours